If you like to whistle while you work, well then, you're in luck. You found us. Just whistle while you work. And cheerfully This is the Mousecapades Radio Network. from the Your Story Travel Company, Gina and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 714, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that face between your ears, the Mousecapade Podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades Podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we will be glad to help. Just text us. We have Brandy. Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, or email us at yourstorytravel.com, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So I'm sure you guys heard about this, but there is never a dull moment at Disney, or at least that's how I feel. A young child this past weekend climbed up the pyramid at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort at the dig site pool. It has like a pyramid that looks like steps, kind of like the one that's in Epcot, uh, Mexican Pavilion. And he was rescued by two swimmers that spotted him. And from what we're understanding, I read several articles today to try to update as much as I could before we before we reported. But um, I don't think either one of the men knew this boy. They spotted him and they started climbing up there to save him. In the meantime, more and more guests. Of course, now you got a kid and two adults climbing up the stairs. So um, the first swimmer walked all the way to the top where the kid was, got the kid, carried him down. And there's like this little like vine or a log or something over. And he handed the kid over to the other swimmer and they got him out. And from what everybody could tell, they were fine. But it could have turned out way differently because as you guys know water can sometimes get a lot a slimy film and he could have easily fallen and we know it was a boy uh he could have easily fallen down those stairs and gotten seriously injured and his parents would have wanted to sue disney so yeah, where were the parents to begin with that's well, my that's question what, that's <laughs> what i'm saying please parents pay attention to your kids i know there's lifeguards but it's not really the lifeguards job they were probably sure getting kids. an alcoholic drink at the bar I don't know, but if it would have been an adult, they said they would have been removed from the property. But because it was a child that the parents were given a serious talking to. And I just don't think that those stairs should be functional at the bottom. Like they need to have some sort of optical illusion or something at the bottom. So you can't make it like make the start, the stairs start higher up. That exactly. way they can't, so can't reach it. Just climb them. Right. Because that is tempting for a child. Like you mm-hmm. see stairs and like maybe there's a water slide at the top. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they don't realize it's not part of the fun. Like they didn't know they're not supposed to go up there. 
But right. he didn't look like he was Teddy's age stuff. He looked like he was in school. Like, but still, if you see a, a staircase, like at Disney, there are water slides and everything else. So you might, you assume I could probably climb these stairs. Well, he probably thought it was like the ones over at the Caribbean beach because they're like that, but they have a slide. True. So it's just a little bit deceiving mm -hmm. that there would be stairs that are so easy to climb. I go back to Gina's statement. I know. Where were mom and dad? Yes, 100% where were mom and dad. And also, I feel like the lifeguards should have probably been a little faster to act. It's kind of sad that two of the swimmers had to go and handle the situation and the lifeguards were, I mean, I guess they're were they taking the a break. <laughs> I, I mean, know. that really surprises me because I feel like every time we've been there, the lifeguards are like, on really? It. Yeah, oh, they're like hawks. Like, they're like like they see something floating in there, and like one time there was like a toy floating in the pool, and they blew the whistles and they started their whole thing, and they dove down in there and retrieved it, and it was just like one of those life jackets, I think, or something had gotten like weighted down with something, it sunk to the bottom, and they jumped down in there and retrieved it like it was a person, like they were on top of it. So that just like really shocks me. Hmm. And maybe they thought, maybe the lifeguards thought that was dad or something climbing to get their kid down. Yeah, that could have been too. Yeah. Very true. But yeah, bizarre story, Vicky. Yeah. So um, Disney kind of likes to confuse us. We all know that, right? Yeah. Last week, everybody was talking about how we had no idea when Expedition Everest is going to be reopening. And then this week, we have news for you. It's reopening. Saturday, April 16th at Animals Magic Kingdom, Expe Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain will be reopening. Um, so if you're listening to this, it already happened. <laughs> it has already reopened. Um, when it reopened, it was added to the Genie Plus service through August 7th of 2022 to provide guests with more options during their spring and summer season. During this period, the Lightning Lane entry will not be available as an individual. Um, it's like the a la carte. Instead, it's just part of Genie Plus. Just a reminder, once you have used Genie Plus on a ride, um, you can't ride it again. It's a one and done type of thing. If you want to ride Expedition Everest or any ride again, you've got to wait in standby line. I'm glad they're doing that, like not two individual lightning lanes. I'm I'm glad they have kind of narrowed it down to just the one. Well, I like how they keep kind of adding them and then taking some away and then, you know, make, like mixing it up a little bit on some of them. All right, well, let's talk about another opening that we're hoping will happen soon and that is Tron. We have been talking about it, what, for the past two years now? At least, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And it seems to be one of the most asked questions at Disney World right now. When is it gonna be open? Well, we still don't know, but <laughs> the last time we gave you an update, the Disney workers were simply pushing and pulling the lightning cycle, the light cycles, testing them. Uh, but this week, guests on our favorite ride, the People Mover, saw the light cycle zooming along the track. Um, one guest actually took a video and posted it on social media. But even though we still don't have an opening date, 
with each new detail that keeps coming out, we're getting more and more excited that this is hopefully going to open very soon. Preferably before October 21st. I'm thinking Labor Day. You're thinking Labor Day? I'm, I'm feeling Labor Probably, Day. Probably, or, well, no, because that's too soon in it. I was going to say, or they're going to do it at the same time as Guardians of the Galaxy, but oh, that's no. too soon, so. See, and I don't think they'll do them at the same time because they like to, like, do one and get guests to come and then be like, and now you have to come again. Yeah, but that's what they did when it was the 50th. They had the 50th at Magic Kingdom and opened Remy's on the same day. Right. That's why I was thinking that, but it's too soon because Guardians of the Galaxy is opening. It's always 4th of July. Mm. True. <laughs> that's another Very big, true. big holiday weekend. And they wouldn't have had that sale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so excited to talk about this because a little backstory it's the first parade I ever saw on my very first trip to Disney, and it was pretty exciting. So, since 2019, Disney has not had the pre Easter parade. But it was back. This past Easter weekend, Disney's Easter Parade was at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Fantasia dancers led the parade into the park by Splash Mountain. Several spiffy dancers came twirling behind the hippos. Mr. and Mrs. Bunny were spotted in the iconic parade. Then Mr. and Mrs. Bunny were followed by another famous rabbit, my favorite Disney rabbit actually, the White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Behind him were brightly colored butterflies and flowers. Because this is such an excellent holiday, there were chickens aplenty in the parade, including Clara Cluck. If you weren't able to see the Easter parade in person, you can YouTube it. Welcome back. We are so excited to have the pre-Easter parade. I will say it is super, super fun to watch because like, when I first got explained to me that I was going to see it, it's like, oh, I'm in the, you know, cast member I know. I'm in the pre-Easter parade. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's before Festival of Fantasy official starts and you're going to see all this. And it's so fun to see, like, characters you don't get to see all the time and all the spring colors. It's just so, so pretty. It's just a really great time to get excited about the holidays and spring. So that is super exciting. This is back. I just keep thinking it's a little more bit of normalcy, finally. Yes. For real. I got to see Bring on the normal. The parade on one of the vloggers, and he was there on Easter Sunday and said, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Bunny, you forgot to leave eggs at my house. <laughs> and I was like, Don't you know the kids around him were like, What did you do? because <laughs> that's what we always just tell our kids oh the bunny will not come if you do not listen and follow the direction well i didn't get any but my uh friend has a nighttime easter egg hunt oh fun and oh. they get the little light up eggs and they actually have an adult easter egg hunt so can you guess, guess what's in those easter eggs <laughs> can you find them on the airplane Yes. Yay! <laughs> I think I know. Those are, big, those are big eggs then. Well, yeah. there's a, just a little bottles, you know? They make really little, little mini. Ones? Yeah. They're pretty small. Yeah. We used to have those around here. It was a really big deal. Steph, did you ever go to one at Queenie Park? Mm-mm. There was one that had $500 in it. Of course, I did not Ooh. find that one. But, but yeah. I didn't get together because the boys were racing. There was my life. <laughs> so I'm sad I wasn't at Disney this week, but I'm glad I wasn't at Disney this week because a guest was on the Kilimanjaro Safari and witnessed a sad event. And that was, that was sad. And I told Brad when I was, when I heard this story, yes, I realized this is kind of like the circle of life kind of situation that 
but it wasn't the ending that I was thinking it was going to be. So an ostrich was chasing the baby zebra in um, the on the Kilimanjaro safari path, and the zebra ran into a fence, and unfortunately, the zebra passed away. Um, it said equine creatures like zebras are prone to serious injuries, especially if they're running at high speeds when they get injured. The guests reported that the cast members were in tears. Disney hasn't released information, but guests think that the zebra was Zarina, the one that was born in October to her, the mom, Zoe. And Zarina was named for the 50th anniversary, which means golden one in Persia. And Zarina and Zoe are Harmon mountain zebras, and they are classified as a very vulnerable speech species. That is so sad. It is sad. I looked for an update. I did see a video where they were trying to rescue it there for a little bit, but... Sadly, when I first saw the art, sadly or not, it was sad either way. But I'm saying I thought when they said had a tragic death that like a lion got loose or something because that's mm. something that they like to eat. And I was like, that would be horrible for someone to see. Not that this was not horrible, but at least he wasn't mangled. He just ran into something. Well, if a lion got loose and you were in a Jeep, that would also be very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yikes. No, so sad. I like when we report on the baby animals that are born. I know. <laughs> this one is sad. Poor baby. So we still don't know 100%. Do we know for sure it's Serena or Disney hasn't released they that They haven't officially? confirmed that yet, but it was the baby one that everybody had seen. And I think that a cast member must have told them that. I can't imagine they just thought on their own. It's Zarina. Right. I guess they, they probably didn't but... even know the name of it unless it was like a vlogger or something. Right. You know. Somebody like us would know. I mean, do they they don't mark them, do they? Like the zebras, like they don't have like collars or anything on or anything on their feet that differentiates them. Obviously, the keepers would know. I don't know who. if they have something on their ears. You know, no, so they have a little tag. Okay. But I don't know. I don't. I've never noticed tags on any of them. Me either. I mean, like at our zoo, I could tell you who's who, but we have like not that many animals. Like that, you know, we don't have a whole savanna for them to run on. So I wouldn't. It'd be different <laughs> at Disney to be able to identify. I don't think we've had that many zoo. Uh, no, sorry, many zebras born. We've had hippos and rhinos, I know, um, but I don't remember a lot of zebras. I'll check into it though and find out. So shifting gears, the Travelers Cafe closed on Monday, April 18th, and this wouldn't be that big of news, but um, that's where Starbucks is, guys, and we all know how popular Starbucks is when you're at Disney. Those Starbucks lines are insane. Um, it hasn't always been where Starbucks is, but recently the Starbucks was moved while the construction was going on in front of Epcot, so they moved it into Traveler's Cafe. Now, of course, if you're panicking right now, if you're at the parks and going, I need my Starbucks coffee, there is a rumor that it's going to be at Connections Cafe, which is the um, which is where that Starbucks location would be, and they're hoping that that Connections Cafe is going to open on April nineteenth. We're recording on the eighteenth, so we cannot tell you if that happened or not. Um, but that would mean that there's no break in <laughs> there being no Starbucks for guests. Um, so hopefully it will be open and it'll be at Connections Cafe. Um, if you are wondering about Connections Cafe and what they're going to offer, they offer global flavors from around the world. So some of the food items um, are very, very diverse. We've got French Bistro Burger, what's pretty normal, um, General, General So's Chicken, 
meatball pizza. They have a curry pizza. They've got waffles and just tons and tons of different food items kind of for any palate. Seems interesting. I like Jeffrey's coffee better than Starbucks. And the lines aren't as long, but people swear by their Starbucks coffee because those lines are insane for Starbucks mm-hmm. coffee. Especially at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So Salt and Straw is rumored to be opening um, on April 20th, which like Stephanie said, we're actually recording on Monday. Um, so when you guys are listening to this episode, it will be open. Um, even though the doors were still covered this weekend, um, announcing that it's coming soon. Um, the signs were added to the building at Disney Springs last week. Um, the flag signs wrap around the building. There are metal supports above the sign that indicate that more will be added to the sign later. The brown walls of the building have a waffle cone-like pattern stamped on it. And this unique ice cream shop sells flavors like salted malted chocolate chip cookie dough, chocolate gooey brownie, honey lavender and our bacon olive oil and sea salt with caramel ribbons and i probably just butchered that but that's the best i can do it doesn't even sound good no olive oil ice cream uh, arbaquina olive oil arbaquina yeah now the honey lavender might be okay i mean the first two sounded great yeah they did as long as it's not too much lavender because then it'll taste like soap or perfumey. Yeah. Salt and Straw also uh, will create flavors specific to Orlando. For example, like an orange type of ice cream. Maybe it'll have an orange bird on it or something. Just Maybe. A, just a suggestion, Disney. They brought out orange popcorn this week. It's very popular. It's very possible. That sounds interesting. So I need to flip back to the zebra story for a second. There were only two zebras born last year. Brandy, and one was born in May and one was born in October. That was the smallest of the two, and that is why they made the assumption. Got it. Sad. But it still has not been confirmed by Disney yet. They said, please um, bear with us and ha- and um, have put your thoughts and prayers for the an- uh, the people that take care of the animals because they're really having a hard time with it. Because, yeah, they keep them in, in the background for, I think it's three months or something before they put any of those animals out for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. That is sad. Well, let's talk about uh, California for a minute. So we do have some great news for Disneyland Magic Key holders, also known as annual passes. From now until May 31st, Magic Key holders can save 20% on rooms at the Hilton Anaheim. The Hilton Anaheim is less than one mile from Disneyland Resort, and this offer is available on select nights and parking is included. The Hilton Anaheim is less than one mile from Disneyland Resort, so even with parking being included, you could probably just like get a quick little cab over to the front gates and not move your car. It might be easier. Um, This offer is available on select nights and Disney key holders, we are so happy you're being given the opportunity to save some money so you can go to Disneyland. If you're already a Magic Key holder, you probably don't have too much of an issue getting to Disneyland, but it is nice that you can at least save some of that money for a churro instead of spending it on a resort. For sure. So this is really cool. Pretty excited about it, and I am I really want it, although it has a nice price on it, and I didn't even list it on I here. want this, too. I don't care. <laughs> you, 
It's a new Light Up Musical 50th Anniversary Ornament, and it's going to be released from Hallmark on October the 8th of this year, um, which is exactly a week and a year after Disney's official 50th anniversary. The ornament is going to feature Cinderella's castle with its 50th anniversary medallion at the front and an iridescent finish. And it's going to sit on a base of faux stone featuring Dumbo, Mad Tea Party Cup, silhouette of the castle, and a pirate ship. And then the background of the ornament is blue with golden stars, fireworks, and hidden Mickeys. Pressing on the button on the bottom of the ornament will initiate a fireworks light show and display. And when you wish upon the star will play and the back of a base features the haunted mansion space mountain and it's a small world and the ornament's going to require three AAA batteries not included <laughs> it's <only a> commercial. <laughs> it is plastic and it's crafted by artist robert hurlbert it includes a gift box and i will tell you it's 49.99 and i don't know why i forgot to put the price but i did ashley if you're listening this is going to be your christmas present <laughs> <laughs> Along with your Disney Castle Cincy warmer. Uh, That's hilarious. Makes a good Christmas gift. It does. So there were some international guests who resorted to begging for tickets and park passes outside of Magic Kingdom on Thursday. Um, Spoiler alert, the end of the story is a happy one. They did get their passes um, for the park, but it's something we've been saying over and over again. You have to have your tickets and your passes. Disney no longer allows you to just be spontaneous and go to Disney today. I think I'll just go to Disney. You can't. You have to have park reservations. (laughs) So this couple came all the way um, from Switzerland and they didn't have tickets and they didn't have park reservations. So they got there, they tried to purchase them and they were turned away. They decided to make their own little handwritten sign that said looking for tickets and reservations on a sheet of cardboard. And they tried to stand outside of Magic Kingdom, hoping that some guests would assist them. Um, Unfortunately, cast members, the security uh, cast members forced them to go to the parking lot outside of Ticket and Transportation Center. Then reportedly security later approached them and walked them back to the TTC ticket booths where they allowed them to buy the tickets. The capacity limitations enforced on Disney World due to the pandemic have been removed, but executives, including CEO Bob Paycheck and Parks Chairman Josh Tomorrow, have stated that the reservation system is here to stay, something we were just talking about, how much we wish it would just go bye bye bye. But that's not the case. JPEG cited the system as the backbone of the operation. For us, it's the headache. It's a crock of ball <laughs> is what it yes. is. We don't like it either. And these Switzerland guests sure didn't. Oh, sorry for um, Yeah, it was on the, I thought it was interesting because it was a, they didn't put that, but they, it was on a pizza box. They had like the <laughs> cover of a pizza box that they wrote. Um, need tickets and reservations, please, or something like that. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand how they cannot tell how many people are in the parks. You either have to use your ticket to get in, or your band, or a key to the world card, or your phone. So how in the heck, why do you need a res- reservation system if you already know how many people are in the park? 
when the park reached capacity before like if the park did reach capacity did they, they turn just people away yeah they so turn people they away go back to that well this way they know exactly even if the people don't come at the very beginning of the day which is why we reported a few weeks ago that people were making uh, pass holders were making reservations at disneyland but then not showing up causing other people not to be able to go um this way they have an idea of who's supposed to come they, okay disney you know the parks are going to be crowded that's just how it's been okay they're always going to be crowded yep you should if you're gonna ha you have full capacity you need to have all of your restaurants working they all need to be staffed to have backups in place to keep the rides working you know well that's the problem is they don't have that yet i know because there's still people i i don't i don't understand the whole thing but i guess my thought process too is like they could track it when like magic key holders were doing it like maybe like semi on purpose like not canceling their reservation but like what about all the people that have flight cancellations and can't get there yes yeah they're just out of luck because they can't get they can't get park reservations they're having to change them to the summer so now the summer's going to get booked up i mean this this is a common or i mean some people even get sick and don't go like if they're on property like they're sitting in their hotel like they, they caught a stomach bug or you know something on the at the airport or they ate some bad sushi in the airport and they shouldn't have done that but they you know something happened to someone and they couldn't go and they're still on property but they're in their room and you would think disney would want to capitalize on the like lost profit of people who are there and can't even buy park tickets right yeah like i had somebody reach out to me last week on Wednesday and they're like I know this is last minute but is there any availability for this weekend we're thinking of going to Disney and I was like no actually and it's been booked for months for yeah this we, week we we you can't I mean you could go to like Animal Kingdom one of the days but if there's no Magic Kingdom and they're like oh bummer okay I guess we won't take a Disney trip but like that's revenue they could have gotten if they didn't have this park reservation system. And people that don't plan ahead are probably going to spend even more money than people who do because it's not like they're ordering groceries and packing water bottles. They're just going to buy everything they see that they want. Like, right. I, I don't know. And I'm sure the only it. hotels I probably could have gotten them would have been a higher class hotel. Like, if, if they want to be on property, yeah. High, right. Like a, yeah. But nope. Instead, we, I had to say, nope, can't go on your trip. Sorry. <laughs> I guess what I don't get is if there's hotel rooms available for you to stay in, how is there not space for you in the park? Yeah, it should be like, like when back in the day when we didn't have park reservations, if the park was at capacity, the people that got in first were the ones that, that were staying on property. I mean, if, if the parks are truly at capacity and can't take any more people, then that means that every single room on Disney property should be booked. Or maybe just there's so many more people who are now staying off property. I think that's part of it because it's that, cheaper. You know, pass holders. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm hearing more and more of that of the off property um, bandwagon. Me too. I don't know, Disney. Get rid of the park reservation system. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> we don't like it. Agree. And we we know about it, and we still don't. We know like how it. to use it, and we still don't like it. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. All right, well, let's 
roll on to some more sad news that happened this week. Um, our beloved voice of Iago from Aladdin, Gilbert Gottfried, passed away this week. Very sad. He was one of my favorite characters in the Aladdin series. Um, he was 67. Um, we don't know what he passed away from. That detail was not given, but Godfrey's family said he had suffered from a long illness. Um, he did have the most annoying villainous sidekick voice in animated history of Disney. Um, everybody that heard his voice out of this little bird knew who he was. Um, <laughs> but this week, the media said that now the genie who was voiced by Robin Williams um, and now Iago would be together again. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to Gilbert's wife and his two young boys. So mm -hmm. sad. I can't believe I'm never going to hear his voice again. Like that's, well, did you guys ever, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a, um, there was this documentary about a young boy who had autism and he, it, he kind of learned how to communicate with his parents after his diagnosis with like Disney movies. Oh, okay. Aww. And the first voice his dad got him to talk back with, he had puppets, and he was doing Iago and Jafar. Aww. And he was doing the voices, and his dad realized that if he gave, he got one of the other little puppets, because he, he, they already knew he loved Disney movies, but they didn't realize how much he was connecting with them. Um and his dad actually like started throwing out dialogue and it was all like a lot of Iago in that one in two of the scenes in Aladdin and his he would actually talk back to his dad through the movie oh how that's cool fun. that's so I can't sweet. remember the name of it I really want to uh, I watched it. I was just in tears like the whole time because it was told from the perspective the kid was down in his mid-20s and this had started you know when he got his diagnosis and everything happened from like you know age four or five or something and he, with all of his therapy, he got like in his mid twenties. He was actually moving out into like a, um, like an assisted living for adults with um, mental impairments and um, learning how to live on his own, like in his mid twenties and going to class. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It was here. It was in Cincinnati, wasn't it? It might have been. They moved him far away out to this place to live. Yeah. And because um, he was living in in that house with with other boys that were the yeah, same and his girlfriend lived on the same property and they got together and made cookies and um it was it was just so sweet and he um he even ran at his like at the community college he ran like a disney fan clubs group and he actually Aww. got the um so he got one of the villain voices i want to say the guy who did jafar came and spoke to them at their thing like he did all this stuff related to disney movies and he spoke he used them to like communicate with his family and he related to them so much so but that was the first thing i thought of when i heard about gilbert godfrey i was just like oh my gosh i was like i remember that kid and he was like he loved the sidekicks like that was his thing he loved the sidekicks in disney movies and he was always doing their voices and stuff but if you just i don't know i'm sure if you google disney documentary for child with autism i'm sure it'll come up and if you come across it you should watch it because it's really good um 
Well, according to Seeking Alpha, the Disney parks continue to move on from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, but in terms of revenue, there's still a long way to go until fall recovery. This report claims that the Walt Disney Company may be able to surpass revenue levels established before the pandemic outbreak in the 2022 fiscal year. The company is projected to make a revenue of $84.86 billion, up 25.9% year over year. Meanwhile, there has been improvement specifically within Disney parks, with park revenue expected to be crucial to the company. During the February 22 earnings report, Disney surpassed expectations for earnings per share in part due to the rising success of the parks, crediting the introduction of Genie Plus Lightning Lane for the increase. When it comes to profit, the adjusted margin for EBITDA, earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization if you are not an economist, is currently expected to rise to 19.1% in the 2022 fiscal year, up from 177 in 2021, but it's still down from the 25.9 reached in 2019. Do all our non-like math people understand what that means? They're suffering, that's what it's saying. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like it. I mean, when you throw out numbers like 84.86 billion, I mean, the average person, like, I can't even wrap my head around how that's a bad thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They need more money. Yeah. I don't know. So D23 Gold members are eligible for an amazing discount. This membership gives the members discounts on the D23 ticket, merchandise, and apparently now churros and hot dogs. Yes, that's correct for people that love churros and hot dogs, corn dogs, excuse me. <laughs> the D23 announced that D23 Gold members will receive a 10% discount off the entire purchase at Sunshine Churros at Disney Springs, California Churro at Downtown Disney, and Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs at Downtown Disney. So if you are a D23 Gold member, what are you waiting for? Go get that 10% discount while it's valid. And uh, all you have to do is show your D23 Gold membership card at the time of your purchase. Yeah, if I was a member of D23, what I'd be worried about is 10% off on a corn dog. Let me tell you. For true. <laughs> well, it's not Club 30. It's not Club 33. It's only D23. That's only thousands <laughs> of dollars, not millions. Yeah, still. It's an expendable income. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny because it's a churro. Like 10% off of a churro it's not very much. Yeah, a $30 churro. I'm taking savings as savings now, people. Like 25 <laughs> like, cents off. Oh, not even really that. 10 cents. I was cents. excited about this quarter that I was going to save. Like, I mean, if, if they give them 10% off at the gift shop or something, and I think exactly. that could be. <laughs> and the fact it's it's not off of like food, like all food. It's a yeah, churro like your total or corn dog. at a restaurant. Those <laughs> are the best sellers, I guess. It's just. What an, what an incentive. <laughs> okay, so at the beginning of the world's most magical celebration, celebrating Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, Disney introduced the option to give cast members compliments through the My Disney Experience app, which allows guests to leave a compliment for cast members with whom they've had a positive experience with. It's always fun to give a little back to somebody, right? Well, now just six months in, the feature has hit a new milestone. It's got 100,000 cast compliments. To access the mobile cast compliment feature, you're gonna search cast compliments in the My Disney Experience app. Cast members complimented through the service receive a digital certificate along with a notification 
to their leader so that they can be further recognized. To ensure that your compliment reaches every cast member, be sure to include their first name and their hometown as it appears on their name tab. Or you could just ask them where they're from. It's the perfect way to start a conversation and to thank them in person too, of course. The Walt Disney World ambassadors join the leaders in surprisingly the recipient of the 100,000th compliment at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. That's awesome. Yeah. I always try and be nice to the cast members when I'm there and start conversations. I mean, some of them, like, they don't, they'll have a, like, one customer at, like, ahead of me or two that have just really put them through the ringer. And we be nice to them. They just light up. Well, and it's really nice to get them some sort of recognition. So I like that now it's done through the app. Yeah. Because everybody's got their phone out. Everybody's got their app going. So you can really easily just go ahead. I mean, even while you're standing there. So you don't forget, just do a quick compliment. I was going to say, if that had been a feature on the app, when I, especially my first trip, when I was just like lost and I needed so much help and people were so nice, I mean, I would have done those things all day long, at least twice a day, probably, if it was right there on my app. Like... I mean, I think I, I think I wrote a note to one person and we always left like good tips for mousekeeping and stuff, but, and I always said thank you and smiled and stuff, but like, that's different to get, make sure it's recognized by your, by your supervisor. So well, I got lucky that the, the one person that gave uh, Abby some magic, his sister was on another Facebook group uh, that I was in and I had posted it. And, you know, I'm like, if anybody knows him, please, you know, let him know how much what he did was so appreciated. He went above and beyond and he didn't have to do it. And we actually passed on the magic that he gave Abby to another little girl. So, and he actually, his sister tagged him in it and he was able to reach out to me and it was great. That's awesome. All right. So let's talk about some Disney Plus for the month of April. Disney Plus will celebrate Earth Month with a curated collection of documentaries, series, and films from the Walt Disney, Disney Nature, and National National Geographic. Um, Disney Nature and shows like um, Elephant, Dolphin Reef, Penguins, African Cats, Chimpanzees, and Oh, and more will be available. Um, True Life Avengers show, adventure shows like In Beaver Valley, Nature's Half Acre, Waterbirds, The Olympic Elk, Crawlers of the Everglades, and more can be seen on Disney+. Plus. National Geographic shows like Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, Born Wild, The Next Generation, America's National Parks, Wild Yellowstone and The Flood are just some of these amazing shows that you can watch during the month of April. And I like, one of mine is The uh, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I have seen that one. What is the one, it's um, um, the the cake challenge where like, nailed it. Oh yeah, who does that lady. What is the show that she does on Disney Plus? She narrates some sort of like, it's really funny. I don't know. Abby could tell you. She loves it her. Is. It's it's a really good show on Disney Plus that small children enjoy as well because she's just 
funny while she does it. And it's got like really interesting animals and they tell you weird facts about them. I'm surprised it wasn't mentioned for Earth Day because it, it does give a lot of cool facts about animals and nature. Well, more fun at Disney parks. Guests in California can already help the Guardians of the Galaxy deal with the Collector at the Avengers Campus in California Adventure. Things at Epcot are going to be a little bit bigger. Marvel has revealed that the antagonist of the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, will be the celestial known as Isan. When Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opens at Epcot at the Walt Disney World Resort this summer, guests will come face to face with Isan. Visitors hoping to explore and learn a little bit about the first ever otherworldly pavilion in the area will get more than they expected when Isan, a celestial that has been watching Earth for eons, makes a startling appearance. The celestial is looking to right a wrong in a big way, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot step in to help save the day. But they can't do it alone and need our help to stop him from completing his grand plan. While Marvel didn't have a whole lot of details to reveal regarding Isan's plan, they did promise some rockin' tunes along the way. So I took my daughter and her friend to see that movie over the Christmas break this last year. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to remember all that stuff. And I don't know, I can't, I'm trying to pic- picture the storyline and how they could fit in with the Celestials and um, the Eternals and how everything is going to work. But that's, I'm sure all the huge Marvel fans are probably like just losing their minds at me right now because I can't quite figure this out and remember it in my head. I'm but... still hoping for Chris Pratt to show up for the yeah, but I think that'll be super fun. I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty um, since all the Marvel stuff has started. I think it's finally exciting to have like an actual real ride at Disney to really embrace all that stuff and get the Avengers groove the parks. It's exciting. It's been a long time coming. I think. Speaking of a long time coming, today is when we're recording, so it was Monday <laughs> when yeah. the meet and greets became a reality again at both Disney World and Disneyland. So exciting. Hugs are back, people. Yeah, and something that was really cool is that Animal Kingdom, um, in celebration of Earth Month, plus the return of the meet and greets with hugging and autographing, they brought out some rare characters. So Gypsy from A Bug's Life and Kina and Coda from uh, Brother Bear were also available today. Wow. And some guests spotted the hyenas floating on a flotilla on the river at Ly- uh, the hyenas from The Lion King, by the way. And then over in Disneyland, they had Chip and Dale, Red from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, Cruella DeVille, Goofy, and Pluto were just some of the Disney characters that were seen and photographed by media, taking pictures, hugging, getting autographs, so. Oh my gosh, all day after work, I was watching videos on TikTok of people hugging the characters. I was crying, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's for real, people. That's neat that they had some of the rare characters. When you were saying that, I'm like, wait, what? That's awesome. I've never seen those or even heard of them I being know. at the park. I wish they so. had Flick and, oh, what is her name? Princess Anna and Flick along with Gypsy. That would be cool. And Heimlich. The Guardians of the Galaxy Project Rewind soundtrack was released. The soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy movies play an important role, not only in emphasizing Peter Quill's journey through his favorite 80s Earth tunes, but reflecting the story thematically. Here are the track listings 
for this edition of the awesome mix we've got conga which is by gloria estefan we have iran so far away it's by a flock of seagulls disco inferno by the tramps fire by ohio players and everybody wants to rule the world by tears of fears yay i cannot wait to write that i'm so excited even if it's just one time i'm riding it it's mm-hmm. gonna make those songs popular all over again yeah mm-hmm. so great news for those flying into disney world airlines are no longer requiring guests to wear a mask while they are on the plane i am so excited about this because i always forget to pull mine back up after i take a drink um this was set to expire on may 3rd but it, it earlier today monday the 18th um U.S. District Drug Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel in Tampa, Florida, has ordered that the transportation mask mandate from the CDC is now void. Sarah Nelson, the president of the Association of Flight Attendants, said it may take 24 to 48 hours to create and update guidelines for passengers traveling. Disney has not yet responded to this. So for now, guests should still be prepared to wear masks on transportation until we hear otherwise. That's still really good news. Yes. Yay. I'm so excited. So it would not be fun if we couldn't end with a belligerent Disney guest, right? (laughs) (laughs) This issue was videotaped and released by an anonymous Disneyland guest. The Disneyland guest refused to let a parking lot tram leave at the end of the night because another couple apparently cut him and his wife in line. The guest standing next to the tram refused to move behind the yellow line after the couple boarded. Trams will not move until all waiting guests are behind the yellow line for safety, so the tram was stuck as the guests yelled and swore at other guests. Guests aboard the tram yelled at the unmoving guests, at one point chanting, back it up. (laughs) (laughs) He frequently told the crowd to shut the H.E. Double hockey sticks up, then flip them off. He finally moved behind the yellow line after the other couple left the tram and also went behind the yellow line. He continued to argue with the guests on the tram, and one guest, angry at how he was speaking, left the tram to confront him. Thankfully, a physical fight did not break out, and the second guest returned to his seat. According to the guest filming the incident, security asked the guest to leave after they stopped recording, and he responded, No problem. I don't want to cause any trouble. (laughs) If you didn't want to cause trouble, you could have stopped a while ago. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, people. Never know. Let it go. Y'all are getting on y'all are getting on the tram. (laughs) Come on. You're going to the same place. You gotta you gotta let that stuff go. Like, I mean, it just if you don't even know that they necessarily cut you in line. Like maybe they went to the bathroom. Like just everybody calm down. It's okay. I see both sides because I've been cut off before. Just don't cut my daughter off. It's not <laughs> pretty. <laughs> Do not miss Miss Kaylee. It's it's acceptable to deal with it in the line, like while it's happening, like assertively and yet politely, because there's lots of small children that don't want to hear your language around. But I mean, blocking the tram, the whole tram, <laughs> right? I I like I'll confront somebody. But yeah. I won't stop a whole tram from leaving because I'm upset at somebody else. Like, 
I'll, um, maybe say something. You'll be glaring <laughs> daggers at him across the room. <laughs> I'm also very passive aggressive by my comments. I make sure that somebody knows I'm unhappy, but in a very passive aggressive type way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you girls for joining Steph and I. If you're interested in being guests on our show or have a question or comment, you can text us at 636-395-0544. If you're interested in booking a trip or you would just like a free quote, you can text Brandy, Gina, Stephanie, or myself at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your resort and ticket package reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Brad will be talking about shows and attractions that guests should visit while at Disney World, but some that get overlooked. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. Yeah.